Welcome to The Barbell Strikes Back. I'm your host, James McDermott, and Joanna Toman is joining me today on the show. This is a historic show for many reasons. Number one, this is episode number 100. I can't believe it's been 100 episodes. Hopefully, we'll have several hundred more coming up after this. And this interview has been long awaited by many, many people. Joanna has been on the show before. She's popped in here and there for a little cameo while I've been doing other episodes. She's also been the official scorekeeper for Barbell Jeopardy. And she's been an interviewer on the show when she interviewed me a couple episodes back. And today is going to be a little different because she is going to be in the hot seat and we are going to learn all about Joanna. Joanna, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm a little nervous, but I'm, I'm good. I'm great. I, I think a little, it would be an understatement. Uh, no one, no one knows or is, can see this, but you've been all over the place <laughs> since I told you that we were going to do this interview. Socks have been coming on and off. <laughs> You're scurrying all around the apartment. We have uh, at least only two cups, I see, um, which I'm surprised that there isn't a wine glass over here too. Because there was a wine glass earlier and I finished the wine. Okay. All right. I mean, we have a cup of water. We have a cup of tea with a tea bag in it. And actually that's the official tea cup because it actually says tea on it. And uh, the wine glass is in the kitchen because I guess, all right, you already drank the wine. Yes. Earlier and I already slept it off. So I'm sober again. <laughs> uh, important question. Was that the last of the wine? It was. Okay. So that's, Ooh, you're safe. All right. Yeah. The rest of the night. <laughs> I'm safe for the rest of the night for further harassment, but also uh, you don't have any extra wine to cope with all the stress of this interview. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to ease into it. Some, uh, some practice questions, if you will, or, or easy icebreaker questions Thank to you. put you at ease. Okay? I appreciate that. So question number one, exercising in general, what's your favorite thing to do? My favorite thing to do is whatever I can do by myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, so solo, quiet, introvert, uh, exercising. Yes. I, and I like preform. I do like weights. I do like weightlifting. I enjoy the snatches and the clean and jerks, but I, my, I am very like introverted. I have a Cindy Crawford video or workout that I've done before in the past that I really liked. And I stuck to for a while at one point. There, there's so much to unpackage here. All right. First, let's pick one exercise. If you were going to do, all right, the first thing you're going to do, what is it? Are you doing some body weight squats, yeah. some push-ups? What, what's squats, what's one? push-ups or not push-ups. What am I talking about? Push-ups, squats, sit-ups. I, I could go for some planking. Planking's not right in my book. What's wrong with push-ups? I like strength, stretching. I just really, they're so hard for me now. I, my arms are like, week and my body has gotten heavier well hey over the years maybe we just need to do more more push-ups i mean we need to start adding those in when you're uh in a dark room with all the lights off and the the blinds are drawn and i'm not home and you're doing your solo dungeon workouts yeah i don't need to be in a dungeon though <laughs> <laughs> well let's let's talk about cindy crawford so this all right i don't know about the cindy crawford you have the video and actually you have it on VHS, right? Well, I did, but now I find it on YouTube. Okay. Hey, so if anyone's listening and last... you, you want to do a Cindy Crawford, you know, workout, 
what do they have to YouTube to find it's it? The next challenge. That's what it is. Cindy Crawford, the next challenge. Right. I like it. It's a good full body workout, but it takes an hour. And when I was doing really good at it, I could do it in around about the hour. But what I did actually is I wrote down every single one of the movements and I would go to the court jester at night after work because I worked evening shift. And after work, I would think how the court jester had the hot tub. So I would use the hot tub as like my motivation to go to the gym and I would go in the aerobics room and do my thing and then go soak in the hot tub. Ah, very cool. For, for those of you who don't know, uh, Court Jester is a gym out in Binghamton and Johnson City, New York. And that's where Joanna is originally from. Yeah. So the, the hot tub, though, that's what got you in. Yeah, that's what I would use as like my, you know, thing to get my brain to not be focused on like the exercising. But also, I would, during that time, I was obsessed with making sure I went. And it seems to be the only way I can get myself to be consistent and really do something and put a lot of effort in is if I'm like kind of obsessed. Hmm. All right. Well, we're going to, we're going to talk more about obsession later. Yeah. And lately work tends to be my obsession. So yeah, kind of, I need to re-gear. Tell, tell everybody what you do for work. And and you've recently gotten a, a big promotion at work. I'm not sure if I've mentioned that before on the podcast, or if we talked about it on the last show that you were on, but you recently got a promotion. So what is it that you do right now for everybody who doesn't know? A registered nurse in a psychiatric hospital. And I went from pretty much being a floor nurse to being a nurse administrator. So instead of just being in charge of therapy aids and working with other nurses, I'm also in charge of other nurses. And I work with a team of social workers, psychiatrists, psychologists. So, so you're get, the boss. Yeah, I'm a, a little bit of a boss. I'm a mini boss, like <laughs> on the unit, you're, one of the units. You're the mini boss. If this was a video game, you'd be the boss at the checkpoint. Right, yeah. To get to the big boss. Basically, yeah, I'm the checkpoint boss. I'm, I'm the one like, if we can smooth it over right here, I'd rather us be able to smooth things and fix things right here. But if we can't, I'll I'll send a letter to the big boss <laughs> and you have to go through them. If we can't, I'm telling on you. And I'm I'm the, well, the thing is, I'm I'm very nice. <laughs> so if, if you can't work it out with me, but the thing is, if someone gets me mad, I feel it inside my ch- I feel it in my body. And the only thing I can do to let it to get it out of my body is to like write or say something. So, I mean, I have to for my own well-being the rage well hey maybe maybe exercise would be a great way to get the rage out so that the mini joanna hulk doesn't pop out and and breaks things or anything well you know there's a little mini hulk oh i do inside of me i i do (laughs) you've seen it turns all kinds of colors green purple red blue anything that you can imagine well let's let's go on to to question number two here, um, this is kind of a segue on what, what you just said. So you're the, the the mini boss and you're newly in a position of leadership. Yeah. Have, have you learned anything about the way that like I'm bossy or, or the way that I operate and things that you've seen me do? Are you, do you incorporate any of that at the psych center? Well, what I really incorporate at the psych center about you is your temperament 
and how you how you've dealt dealt with people who are like highly who get highly emotional because you have you maintain an even temperament and you can go on and on with like an argument if say you know but so I mean with some of the behavioral issues and stuff I kind of like adopt your thing of not feeding into the bad behaviors and not giving intention to people who are just acting out. Mm -hmm. So I've kind of learned that a lot from you that very, like, just kind of not like, let it bother me. Yeah. I mean, you you can't let a lot of things bother you because then it starts to negatively impact your whole life. Yeah. I think it's important to note too, that sometimes, you know, like, like maybe if I'm in an argument, Maybe I'm just over the argument and now I just want to see how long the argument will go on. So it just kind of, it kind of takes on a whole new, a whole new life. I don't have that patience or energy or, or communication tools to like go on with an argument like that. Like you do, I just walk away and I'm like, well, we'll see what happens. I'll write my side. I'll write their thing, what they did, and we'll see how they react. And I had a little thing with staff with um some staff the other day but they they ended even though like they I was getting some attitude they still did what I asked so I was like okay I don't mind I'd rather someone be right up front like giving me an attitude than doing the passive aggressive like yeah I'll do it and then not do it that's worse that's so much more frustrating now at the psychiatric center I think people listening who don't have a working knowledge of what a place like that entails uh, and they might have their own preconceived notions about what goes on there what kind of people are at the psych center and what kind of issues are you and the other nurses dealing with well there's there's a mix of issues um in the psych hospital that i'm at it's people who are pretty much at a point where they're really not safe to either themselves or other people in the community to really just be in the community. There are some older people who it's like a, it's a hard road with the psychiatric diagnosis of getting into um, care facilities. So that I don't fully understand what the issue is, but um yeah, so like some of the older people are waiting for nursing home placement, but there's not like a lot of assisted living that necessarily take people with psych issues. And I guess the nursing homes don't do court ordered drugs. Mm-hmm. And in the psych hospital, we can do the court ordered medications, like have a backup injection for if someone's refusing. And you can really see when someone's not taking their medications, like the change in them because there was one person who seemed like I was almost like why are they here and then when we had to back up off of their medications for physical issues like you could really see the psychosis coming out so much more strongly I was like like just the the psycho like the hallucinations and stuff I see now you know I know in working with, with people in the fitness industry and, and with health that, you know, movement and, and being able to, to move your body helps a lot sometimes. Like yeah. are there components to the program at the psych center that 
helps these people be active? There are, there's some, there's rehab. It was, it was harder with COVID because we had to restrict a lot of people to the units and it was a lot harder during that, but now they're getting them off the units a little bit more. There is a gym with a basketball court. They still have to do some social distancing and they have a weight room, which I haven't seen the weight room itself. And the building itself is big. So once COVID is more past and before COVID, there were people who were able to be unsupervised could walk around in the mall and it's pretty big. So there is space for people to walk, but not everybody takes the opportunity. I see. Yeah. I had no idea that was, there was a weight room in there. So who's, who's using the weight room and is it just like dumbbells or machines? I'm not a hundred percent sure. I think I imagine it's like a, not maybe like a Nautilus. I don't, I haven't seen it myself. Gotta I've heard about out. it. <laughs> you be getting in your workouts at lunchtime, at least yeah. in, in there. Well, now you have an office too. I do. Which, you know, that's been, that's been a point of contention here in the apartment because I claimed one of the rooms as an office mm-hmm. and I want it to be known that I did extend the olive branch to make it a joint office and that was not accepted. But now you do have your own office that you've slowly started to bring things from the I've apartment. I've been trying to, to be careful about how much I bring in so I don't completely hoard my new office, <laughs> but it's hard. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna open the door one day and be like, where are all these boxes come from? And like, are, is this clothing? You just have like- I do have a box of boxes. <laughs> a box of boxes. Oh, yeah. What are you going to use that for? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe someone needs them for moving. We are going to be moving units possibly in a few months, so we might need them. Okay. Well, I see. This is the danger of Joanna Toman. I've experienced this. And the people need to know, you know, like I'll cl- see, I clear spaces. I, I will clear a countertop. And then immediately upon leaving, you will come in behind and fill the countertop with, I'm not with as more bad stuff. With a countertop. I'm worse when it comes with other space, like any, like any space around where I sit, like I have to fill with books. I have to fill with papers. I can't let, I have a hard time to let go of boxes. This is, this is quite, <laughs> quite the setup we have here. It's almost like we're the odd couple, I think at times. So you've, yeah. you've seen the movie, right? With Walter Matthau mm-hmm. and Jack Lemmon, you know, one of them's a little messier and the other one's a neat freak. That's very much what's going on in this apartment. But you know what? I feel like we balance each other out in, in our temperaments and in our living styles, uh, because today I cleaned the entire apartment mm-hmm. and I'm just counting down the, the days now until my beautiful setup here is slowly withered away. Yeah. You're lucky I have to work this week. Yep. I won't be here as much to. Otherwise there'd be blankets and socks and cups. There's already a <laughs> yeah, mound I, of blankets. I see, yep. The blankets were nicely folded. Yep. I had them. I had, I was beautiful before. <laughs> got socks out here a couple times. See, if it was, see, if it was me, the blankets would just stay folded and I probably would never use them. They would just be there. But you see, you see, the thing is like you use the spaces more than I do. Versus I clear the space, I get it looking a certain way. And I'm like, cool, all right. The way it looks makes me happy. And then I move on. But I don't I don't get in there and, and fill it up or use the blankets and yeah, whatnot. I do. And I have a new car and I've already filled the back seat of my new car. Oh, that's and right. I, I was like thinking I'm not going to do this with my new car. 
So I have an old car with the back seat full that I have to clear out. And now I have a great big tub. You have you have that I just bought mobile hoarding. So you've you've figured out a way to take your your hoarding on wheels and just transport it literally anywhere. You got two cars now in the parking lot here at the Towers of Comedy. These poor people don't even know that they the closet that we have in the hallway that's full of stuff. Mostly boxes. Yeah, mostly boxes. I can't let go. Oh man! All right. Anyways, uh, next question: snatch or clean and jerk? It changes. It really changes. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I really like the snatch. Sometimes I'm like, I like the clean and jerk. I like the jerk part of the clean and jerk. I like the jump and go into the split. And I do really like the snatch a lot of times. And I really started to like power snatching. I, I was so, not power snatching, squat snatching. I was so scared for so long to jump into a squat. Like I had to actually practice without a bar or anything or just with the PVC to like jump into a squat. Cause I really was so scared to do it and like just jump under the bar. What was the scary part about it? Like, like, were you thinking this might fall on me or is it just Basically. that you can't see the bar? That it would fall on me. That I'd hit, drop it on my head mm-hmm. pretty much. Well, what advice do you have in your professional opinion as <laughs> being someone who was once afraid to do the movement to now really enjoying it uh, to someone else who might feel the same way? Maybe they're just getting started. What's your advice to them? I would say start with doing the motions and with the air, like just air jumping into a squat with your arms up, you know, do the motion of the snatch mm-hmm. and, you know, get the muscle memory going first. So your mind doesn't have to think about it too much. I'm big on muscle memory. Yeah, it's, it's important. I mean, you need to practice the movement. And who says you have to practice the movement with anything in your hands? Yeah. So I think that's good advice. You know, like practice, uh, you know, like work on your squat, practice doing jumping squats and punching your arms overhead. And then eventually you can get a PVC pipe and uh, maybe add in a little Cindy Crawford, you know, next level in there just to work on your cardio, your conditioning. There's some, uh, there's some boxing in there, some twists, some light yeah. dumbbell action. So that might help as well. Yeah. That's a good video. Do you think anyone that is listening to this podcast is going to watch that video? I don't know. Maybe if someone's like me, uh, a little guy like me, I don't know. No. <laughs> Next question. Earlier, well, not earlier in this month, but back in February, it was National Girls and Women's in Sport Day. Mm-hmm. And I asked a lot of ladies at the gym how sports have impacted their lives. Mm. And I casually asked you, and you didn't really seem to want to participate, but I'm going to ask again okay. uh, for an official answer here, because I didn't post an answer from you on okay. social media pages. So how have sports or maybe okay. even physicality affected your life? Okay. So I'll start with sports and then I'll go physical activity because I don't have the inspirational sports story that some people have. No, no, no. I think, I think once Disney hears this, they're going to want the rights to whatever you're about to say. And they're going to make, a well, movie. it started <laughs> when I was in school and we were playing basketball. I was, ki- I was a little girl. It was like elementary in the gym. We've got the basketballs. We're just like trying to shoot hoops. And I went to shoot the basketball 
I don't know if I went to shoot it or if someone else was throwing a basketball, but somehow a basketball hit me in my face and it hurt. And I was acting like my brow bone was a bump. <laughs> I was like, I've got a bump, <laughs> but it was just my, I'm pretty sure it was just my brow bone. And, and, I and you think never I participated in sports again. And well, movie. no, I, I tried, I tried a little softball. I did modified volleyball, which was okay. It was fun. I had some camaraderie and it was, I was decent, but I would only get like one good serve. And then like my serves would all be downhill from there. And I, you know, wasn't an all-star and I didn't do a lot of like, at, like things that the coach liked, like with helping out. Cause I was, it, I was actually getting attention from other people as like friends. And I like, that was new to me that mm -hmm. people seemed to like me. <laughs> that was that was new that to you was, that you would have friends yes it felt new like at, at least at the school that I was in because I had changed from school I had friends at my original school in elementary but then we moved after fourth grade we moved and it was just a whole it was like a different culture like the school I originally went met, went to was very mixed like I lived in like the apartment complex or, you know, park of mm -hmm. apartments. And there was like lots of different ethnic groups and different cultures. And it was just, we were like a little, just like a bunch of kids, just, I don't know, it was fun. And I kind of had friends then, but then I moved to the other school, which was mostly white. There was like, it was there was only a few people from different cultures and different ethnic backgrounds. So that's a good thing about sports. Sports helped you kind of make some friends. It, that was very brief. I didn't really like make friends because I didn't, I got cut the next, oh, the next. This is a heartbreaking round. story. I didn't make it. And then I don't know. And then Jim, I well, so, really... so on. overall, though, like with your sports, you know, career yeah. <laughs> before being cut, in what way, though, has sports impacted your life, if at all? Maybe it just hasn't. I mean, sports, not so much. But my when I was younger, when I was a teenager, my dad got me a membership to the YMCA and I would go and work out there. I would run, I would do a, like a routine. I would do the rowing machine, the step machine. I would do bench presses. I would go in the free weight room and do squats. I really enjoyed doing squats and I would do the leg press. Then I would go upstairs. There was a, um, a track around where people would play basketball. I would jog and then I would stop and do push-ups and sit-ups. I had a whole little thing and I enjoyed it. And no, when I worked there, I feel like there's a lot of people that did that same routine Yeah. because, you know, you could see them on the, the monitors because we have security cameras up there. So when you're behind the desk working at the Y, you see everyone working out and there'd be a lot of people uh, jogging around it, but then also going off to the side to do sit-ups and push-ups yeah. specifically. Yeah, that's what I would do. And it was fun and I enjoyed it. And then I, and I also walked a lot when I was young, I was a walker. walker. I still enjoy walking, but I like, I like, um, interesting walks, I guess you could say, like, I'd rather 
be like in the woods, kind of like on a trail or something a little more fun than just casually walk in the neighborhood. Yeah. You like to be out in nature. Yeah, I do kind of like nature a yeah. little bit. I guess my problem is that there's a lot of nature out there, though. So like, I, I like to keep my nature at a distance. Yeah. You know, like I'm fine with the birds. I'm fine with all that stuff. But it's like maybe just over there. Just don't don't come over here. Just like uh, uh, unless it's like, you know, like a dog, I can do a dog or a cat. But anything else, I think it's like, uh, no, I'll be over here or I'll just go inside. Yeah. So I like I like the 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 street walks. Yeah. Just kind of going around. You see other people out walking cars, driving back and forth. You can look into other people's cars and then you wonder, oh, I wonder where they're going. Maybe they're going to work. Maybe they're getting off work. Maybe they're going to the store. So that's an enjoyable part for me. Yeah. And walking with you. We did a lot of walking yeah. over the summer during the pandemic. That's fun. That's when you talk to me a lot. You vent. Or here on the podcast. Maybe vent or tell me stories. Yeah, mostly stories. <laughs> well, now, next question. I've been working at Albany CrossFit for quite some time mm -hmm. and we were already dating mm -hmm. uh, at the point of which I got this job and I moved away from Binghamton to here in Albany to work at Albany CrossFit and I've been here coming up on 10 years. When you first came out to Albany and you got to see the gym and meet all the people for the first time, what was your initial impression of Albany CrossFit? It was exciting. It was exciting. I was like, Murph was like famous in my eyes. It was like, I'm going to meet the famous Murph. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited to meet him. And there, I think there was a competition going did, on. Did he live up to your expectations? Oh yeah, okay. he's exceeded my expectations. There we go. All right. Arr, like, the, like a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> so it was fun to see the competitions, fun to see the gym. It was, it was a different gym mm -hmm. back then. What have you noticed the change in the culture of the gym from then to now? Well, because it's certainly different. Yeah, it's really different. I think I, I felt like sometimes during like events and stuff, there was, it had quite the crowd and it had the two gyms that would kind of come together because we had Mer or Jason at Albany CrossFit mainly and Caleb Clifton Park, at yep. Clifton Park and both gyms would kind of come together so it made it seem like there were so many people sometimes and yeah about 500 so yeah maybe, maybe not in the building at once but there's yeah. a, a a populace of 500 in the entire you know, yeah. community and now I think it's very like fan like family friendly I, I guess you could almost kind of say it's like more of like the everyday person, like average person is more like maybe is the audience now than just like the super fit young people. You know what yeah, I mean? It, it certainly had more of the fraternity vibe back in the day, you know, and now there's definitely more of a family feel to it. It's actually, it's almost like the gym itself has grown up mm -hmm. like in 2000. 11 and 12 and a little earlier in some of 2013 it's like the gym itself was in college and partying and yeah. all that stuff and now the gym's got a job yeah <laughs> the gym's got albany crossfit has a job it's got a couple kids it's got bills it's hairlines receding <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> and it, it's a little gray and then just albany crossfit itself is like it's just like it's albany crossfit's back hurts oh, no. you know it's just it's just getting old you know 
Uh, but but that's certainly more more of the the change in it, I would say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if if the gym was a person. Oh my gosh. Uh, now, one of my favorite moments of you interacting with Albany CrossFit would have to be at one of the Festivus parties. Oh boy. So, this is uh the Festivus party is our annual holiday party during Christmas time. Mm-hmm. And there's a tradition where we have an airing of grievances where everybody can fill out a piece of paper and you know say something that they've got, you know, a gripe with. It might be like, "Ah, eh, I'm not enjoying, you know, all the burpees we're doing in the workouts right now." Or it might be, you know, "Hey, you know, I I wish the gym had this equipment." <laughs> And I remember just uh, Murph is pulling grievances out of the boxes and he's reading things like that. You know, there's a couple jokes in there. And then he gets the one that was written by you and he looks around and he's like, I don't know what's happening. But then he says, the grievance is, I just really wish my family would all get along. And the entire fest of his party just got sad at that moment. Just everyone was like, oh, man. Yeah, I wish my family would get along, you know. <laughs> so that was just uh that's one of my favorite Joanna mo- moments yeah. on just just uh bringing down the the vibe in the whole party because we were literally going from joke 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 to my family is always fighting all the time and they hate each other and I wish they'd all just get along. It was just um it, I just I really enjoyed that. Yeah. So other people like it might have been a bummer to other people, but I was just like yes this is awesome. Whoever put that in there. And then I I should have known it was you. Yeah. I mean, I, I take things very seriously, stuff like that. I think it's, you know, what you're, I don't know. That's my, I like to be very sincere. (laughs) Very sincere. And at a, at a gym Christmas party or festivist party, uh, just, uh, talking about your family issues. But But I didn't say anything specific. Yeah, I know that was just, something that popped out in my head I'm like we have to talk about that uh, other favorite Albany CrossFit memorable moment was when we were working at the 2012 fall face-off together yeah, that was fun behind the uh the store we yeah. used to have a desk downstairs and you and I were manning the store selling jump ropes and protein mm-hmm. powders and lacrosse balls and, and we I smiled at people when they came in yep, yep I wasn't I wasn't so insecure then I, I feel like my secure, I, I don't know. I, I felt happy. I felt pretty good at that event. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you know, you were, you were in the focal point, like you're almost on stage. Cause that store was right center of everything between both rooms. Yeah. And we were pretty busy that day. We made, we made yeah, a lot of money that so. day on the old Albany CrossFit store. So uh, that was just a fun, a fun thing. Cause like how many jobs do you have where you can work with your, boyfriend or girlfriend or husband or wife and have a whole day of just kind of you know watching people work out and just having fun together so that was a really I really enjoyed that day yeah I like that I can come to the gym and help out and do some cleaning here and there and you know be helpful help move wall balls from one end of the end of the gym to the other yep it's uh doesn't it ever seem like it's just (laughs) oh my god there's so many wall balls Yep. It doesn't look like there's that many when you see them on the shelf. I try to roll them and they'd move like two feet. I'd be like, come on. And you, you helped us to reorganize the gym right before we were going to reopen. You know, you taped all of the wall ball holder, you know, uh, metal piping and holding up. It's actually, it's, it's still there. It hasn't peeled at all. I've not seen, 
I'm actually really surprised that it held up this whole time. So, you know, I mean, what you, it's black metal PVC piping and it had gotten rusty. So we just covered it in electrical tape and you just did such a good job that it's still holding up and it looks great. It it looks like we should have done that all along. Yeah. It had a nice shiny appearance to it. Yeah. It made everything look, look fresh. So you've, you've been helping at the gym, you know, cleaning up events, setting up for events, being at events, enduring events. I do better being around people when I'm busy and have something to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It takes my mind off of like being anxious, I guess. What's your favorite event that you've been a part of that we've done? Oh, well, I guess maybe that fall face-off that first fall face-off was pretty fun. 2012 fall face-off. That was, that was our peak. We peaked there. That was it. As good as it gets. Perhaps. Oh man. So the last eight years or nine years have been a lie. Well, I'm sure there's other fun events, but I don't know that one. I felt the most part of, I guess, because I was manning the store. There was another one. I was like manning the, there was a big uh, cooler with nuts in it mm-hmm. and i was outside that one was good too i think that's one i don't yeah remember. i don't i don't I remember mean, that come one on. it's blending it's all yeah it definitely <laughs> i mean there's been so many so many events over the years and and you've done them too uh you did steven you know where we went to um the wedding of two albany crossfit members mm-hmm. rich and ann yeah and that was out towards buffalo and then we got up at the crack of dawn at like 4 a.m. to drive out back to Albany to be there in time for Steven yeah. and oh do that God. parking lot workout. What, what, what's been your experience being on the other side of these events when there's just a mass of people? Memorial Day Murph, there's 100 people. Yeah. Or Steven, where there was over 100 people. And we're all just working out together. And we have this collective mindset like, do you think that's a special thing that yeah. CrossFit has? And what, what's your experience with it? Yeah, I think that's really cool. It feels like you're kind of recognizing something like culturally, like you're recognizing like something, things that are important. and Something bigger honor- than the gym yeah. or, and everyone else. Yeah, you're uh, giving honor, it. you know, and it's a bunch of people coming together, honoring, you know, certain people and certain things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's really special because, I mean, regular gyms don't do anything like that like can't imagine planet fitness or another place really being able to organize yeah something like that to get people together in that way i think they have pizza parties though do they yeah they got pizza that i don't know that just seems like it would be awkward because i i feel like it's it would be like random people showing up. Like if that was me, I'd have the membership just to go to the pizza party. I could be, I, I could be I could be wrong. I could be wrong. For some reason, for some reason I want to say like Fridays used to be like pizza day at Planet Fitness. But you know, I've, college. I've never worked out a day in my life at a Planet Fitness. So I, I don't know. That might just be I have. And I got so annoyed because like there was a guy like on a, a piece of equipment that I wanted to use, just like hanging out on it i'm like thinking in between reps get off so other people can use it but you know i probably should have gone and just told them to move but i didn't have i just got mad i just got mad the rage started <laughs> to build up inside again you should have you should have hit the lunk alarm yeah and then when they came over they're like what's wrong it's like he won't get off the machine. yeah 
<laughs> and they're like, ma'am, that's really not what this is for. And then you hit it again to get the next employee over to complain <laughs> on the first employee. That'd be amazing. Yeah, that's what I showed it. I wish I had thought of that. See, that's why that's why you need me. Because that that bothers me more than someone being noisy. Is when someone hogs the machines. Yeah. It's like, come on. Yeah. I mean, I've I've literally never had to experience the global fitness center struggles. You know, when you come in and there's only one squat rack and someone's in it and you kind of have to wait your turn or something like that. Right. Yeah. That's the nice thing at Albany Cross, but there's so much space and so much equipment. Yeah. There's a lot of it. Yeah. Now through CrossFit, I'm sure you've done maybe many things that you don't probably wouldn't have done before. Like burpees. Huh? Burpees. Yeah, like burpees. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure sure I never would have done a burpee. Hey, I'm sure Cindy Crawford's doing them now. So if you're still following those videos, I am sticking to her old video. (laughs) So in the new in the (laughs) new video, if there's a new video coming out, you were and she's like, "All right, gang, let's do some burpees." I'm loyal to the next challenge. (laughs) if cindy crawford listens to this i don't know but but, so you've i know you've you've done a spartan race yeah that was fun i I, especially once i realized they they're just having us go up and down this mountain they're just having us go up and down and up and down which was was fun i can do like a slow endurance yeah that then it certainly was a slow endurance it took us like five hours to get through get through like a three mile course or something and actually i didn't realize until way late in the game that that's indeed what we were doing we were going up the mountain and then down the mountain mountain. and then up and then down and this is in tuxedo new york on a ski resort yeah and i think once i realized that that's what we were doing it made it worse i I was was like ah gosh because because now i know when we got to the bottom of it i gotta go all the way back up there so it's like I didn't realize it at first. That was my first actual rope climb. That rope at, on that course wasn't so slippery and twisty like the ones at the gym. Yeah. <laughs> and I was able to make it up through. I don't think I actually hit the bell. And I think I let go a little too soon before I got to the very bottom of the rope and kind of fell, but mm-hmm. I didn't get hurt. So that's it. That's that a plus. Fine. Yeah. So that's awesome. So you not only did you do your first Spartan race, mm-hmm. but you also accomplished your first rope climb during mm-hmm. that race. Yeah. And you maybe only had to do minimal number of burpees, you know, yeah. for not being able to I accomplish. I kind of crossed the bar thing. Yeah. Well, that, that might have missed the, my spear throw. That monkey bar thing they had was built for people with very long arms. And neither one of us have long yeah. arms. And we have I short, stubby have arms. Grip, I have grip strength. Yeah. Right now for my body. What was your favorite uh, obstacle at that? The Spartan? under crawl. The under crawl. I love a good, you know, get down and dirty. So I, crawling under the barbed wire. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I'm I guess I'm sick. I like to get a little dirty. Well, I I have <laughs> I have to admit, I think that was my favorite as well. Oh, yeah. Uh not because I enjoyed getting dirty. I just thought it was cool to kind of go under it and roll through a few you kind of feel right. like you're in an action film yeah. for a second the the tough part about that obstacle wasn't the obstacle itself it was the people stopping in front of you because you would build up momentum and yeah. then all of a sudden someone would stop to rest and that means you can't move you're just stuck staring yeah. at their feet yeah and then i get impatient yeah so i'm trying to go around people so i'm patient i just wait you just wait 
You didn't yell at anybody. You was like, all right, let's get going up there. No, no. I might have pushed someone. You know, the obstacle no, I, I didn't enjoy was the cow manure one. Remember, there was a, it was like water filled with cow manure. That, that I remember that kind of, but I don't. Why did I think that was the wire thing? What did we do? Have to jump or walk? Yeah, you had it? yeah, you had to jump through the water or and go under and, a rope. Yeah, or something. Do, yeah, yeah, you had to do something like that. That just seemed uncalled for. I'm like, yeah. why, 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 why do we need to do this? And it was like one of the first ones yeah. too. So it's almost like they're like, hey, you're gonna smell like cow manure for the whole rest of this thing. Enjoy. I was. It was kind of scary going over the things that you have to climb up high to go over. Like the fear really got my grip to be like, ah, hold on, like, but for dear life. But the the very first thing we had to go over a wooden like wall. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, that was the very first thing. I'm like, this is a struggle. Well, remember, <laughs> I was okay. I was the lifter and I was also the human yeah, stool. Yeah. So everyone had to climb up on me to get, yeah, get up over things. All. So that was, uh, that was, there was like four or five of you. So that was, that was a, a, yeah. an exhausting day for me. Yeah. You did some extra work. I did a little extra. I, I don't know. Do you, would you do another one or are you kind of retired from Spartan races? I would do it again. I would do another one. Yeah. I don't think it'd be too bad. I would want a different course. They have some flatter courses. Yeah. I like things with like a little physical, like a little something to break up the monotony. Mm-hmm. Cause like. I could hard. I can't even imagine doing a like a marathon, really. Yeah. Well, I mean, you rode a half marathon yeah. at the gym, and that was like we had the movie to distract, and you know, but it was hard to be like sitting and be on your butt for so long rowing. Yeah. Well, and then when you would, you and others would have to go to the bathroom. I would keep the keep oh, the monitor yeah. on there. Yeah, because I mean, like, like. I think that it would stink to do a marathon or a half marathon on the concept two rower. And let's say you have to go to the bathroom, you come back and it shut off Yeah. and then you start again. And maybe, you know, how far you rode when you were getting off of it, but you don't get that cool end of the workout, you know, look at seeing, yeah, the snapshot, seeing all the meters completed. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I had to keep it going and there's documented proof and video of you finishing this half marathon yeah what was was it just the were you just focusing on the movie kind of tuning out like like it's not we were playing music what i kept was you focused going? on you would make sure i finished it whether <laughs> i wanted to finish it or not did you try to quit no i think i just accepted but also i was like i'm gonna do this at my own casual pace until the very end i'll do a mini sprint Mm. <laughs> that that's the story of my life when it comes to anything with endurance well no actually i would struggle with the 600 yard dash every every year for the fitness test in school and like i w- wouldn't pace myself very well at the beginning i think i would go a little too fast and then like almost towards at the tail end i would get really i would get nauseous and i would like completely stop and walk and then like the last like 50 feet, I'd run it in real quick. Mm. <laughs> now I've got some guest questions okay. for you. Oh, this, really? Yes. Guest questions. So this, this first batch of guest questions are from Murph. Oh, interesting. So this first one is he's Murph wants to know hmm. and, and everyone about wants you? to know. Uh, yes. Yes. It's what no, uh, he says. Do you ever get jealous 
of the time and, or the, uh, spent and the work that I do at the gym helping others? Uh, no, no. I appreciate that you help other people. Really? Not even a little jelly? <laughs> not really. <laughs> not, 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 no level that, that you're willing to admit on documented proof? Well, I get jealous of some of the time you spend with other people, but not the time that you spend with people at the gym. Okay. Not with helping people at the gym. I so, don't get jealous about that. So maybe, so maybe I get jealous, like when you're talking on the phone with Chris for like three hours or sometimes or Murph, Murph yeah, or Murph, time, or if we're driving and you decide to call Murph and like you're talking or you're texting, you know, so to answer, those are some to answer your question, jealous. Murph. Yes. She is jealous about our relationship. <laughs> so just now, now you have confirmation and um, I'll talk to you soon, you know, on mm -hmm. another three hour phone call. All right. So that's question number one. Mm -hmm. So not, not really of the work done at the gym, because no. I do have a, an unorthodox job, you know, with not really set hours and times. Yeah. Uh, the next question that Murph asked is, what is it like being coached in the few times that I've coached you by me or as he worded it, your significant other? It's really hard for me because I don't really I I like to be like in my own world and when I'm struggling with a workout I really am just like be happy my body is moving and I'm not on the couch is kind of like my attitude and it takes me a minute it's like a it's like a bitter pill to swallow like at first it bothers me but then like I have to kind of accept that you know what you're talking about and just, you know, you heard that here first folks and go with it. And, you know, just, so, you know, so you, you have to work towards so accepting it and not being stubborn. Is that just me or is that in any coaching class situation? Like if you take like Pat's class, do you have to, is it, is it different or is it different when I'm around? Um, it's a little bit different with you just because I'm so comfortable with you. And mm -hmm. maybe if I'm salty or anything, you, I'm going to like put that on you, you know, you can get away, but with I'm it. not going to put that on someone else. Okay. You know how they say you hurt the ones you love <laughs> Yes. kind of thing. All right. All right. So see, these are the things I have to in endure. Yeah. And I remember when you would try to, you would have me like squat and you want me to stay in this squat. And so I feel like I would have no idea how long you were going to want me to stay down there for. And I'd be in pain and I would just like, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I don't know. 20, 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Know. So it's, it's, so it's, it's, uh, it's, it's me, it's different, but, but you can slowly ease into it. It's not just it. you. Some, some people, other people, I, if it's just a quick, like, I, I like, correction on my form I don't like too much correction to like keep pushing and keep moving because I, I really need to like if I need to stop and breathe I need to stop and breathe and I don't want to be bothered about my having to stop no. and catch my breath no there's there's no time to <laughs> breathe you. we we got Thank we got to keep going no, I'm kidding 
much. So, so as an athlete, you know, you like the, you like more of technical correction, Yes. but when it's time to go, you want your space a little more. Yes. No. Especially when it's like, you know, an endurance and high effort, like a bunch of burpees, like just leave me alone. What about crawling off of the floor? What about supportive cheering? (laughs) Yeah, a little bit, but I don't like a lot of attention. Like I'd rather like finish without everyone like watching me personally but you you know that's part of the game for me that would be the only incentive to go faster (laughs) but usually it's like point it's like futile that's what it is i feel like it's futile for me to even bother trying to go faster because i'm gonna be last so the the incentive to go fast is to not be last where everyone is watching and cheering but you'll be happy to know while people do obviously still finish at different times since like at the way the gym is now with everyone having an assigned space, yeah. you know, there's not going to be a crowd of people right. gathering around. So yeah. that, that element of it has certainly changed. Yeah. So that might make it a little easier for you to get back into yeah. doing some training. Yeah. You were training a little bit over the summer and it was going well. Yeah. You had some pandemic PRs. You had a uh, 80 pound clean and jerk Did PR. I? Yeah. That was a, that was a lifetime PR. And you also had a day, there's a video on the Albany Cross Barbell Club Instagram page of you clean and jerking 65 pounds wearing your scrubs. Oh yeah. But the shoes I had on were not good. My foot started to come out. So I couldn't keep going. I I I think that makes it even more impressive. Yeah. I thought it was cool. Scrubs are comfy though. Yeah. They're about as comfortable as gym clothes. So you can have a set of scrubs for work, which actually now you, you get to dress, you know, in more fancier clothes. So really you can use all your old scrubs as gym clothes. Oh yeah. And people, that would be. yeah. People wonder what, what's going, going on. <laughs> like she's always working in, in scrubs and you know, yeah, this is just my workout, you know, workout clothes. Yeah. I better have like a first aid kit, like in my back pocket, if I'm going to wear scrubs all over the place. Well, yeah. I mean, if, yeah, if you're always wearing it, people might have certain expectations. Yeah. You're going to be the, the on-call nurse mid-wad. Yeah. When, when the burpees get too intense. I don't know if I want that responsibility. I think about that sometimes. I'm like, what if something happens? I'm going to need the energy to like do CPR mm-hmm. or I'll tell someone else to do it. it so <laughs> I'll since, direct someone. Since you're a nurse, <laughs> when you're out in public, is there like a, is that always in the back of your head that like, hey, if some stuff goes down right now or if someone falls, there's going to be pressure that you need to go and and perform and 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 be there and do something? A, a little bit. There's at least a level of assessing. I definitely have a level of assessing when I'm out around people. I, I see people's ankles and, you know, the, the skin color on their legs, see mm-hmm. what it looks, how their circulation looks like they're doing. So you're, you're <laughs> assessing people in the checkout line. Yeah. Or like, oh my gosh, the other day in the diner, there were, there were some people that were just so big and the mounds of food that they were getting and you could see like they already were having some sort of like treatments going on with their legs and it was just like Mm -hmm. I just it's really sad to me like it really is it's it's a little do you think it's just a lack of resources and and education and what, what is done from you know hospitals and places that you've worked at before to kind of help people that are in that situation? 
Well, I think by the time people are in the hospital, it's too late. You're just trying to like manage the problems that are already there. Yeah. And you're in the hospital is really to get you back at baseline. Mm -hmm. So the hospital, some, I think the hospitals are starting to look more into developing some preventative things. I was talking to my aunt. She said that the hospital she works for is looking into like buying gym spaces to help with like having fitness programs for people. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a, that's a, so a good change in I think think, a really right direction yeah I think that's a place that the health field is I think trying to look into more because it's I mean it's way less expensive to have preventative medicine yeah than having to treat an infection and you know heart disease maybe eventually you're getting to the point where you're having more doctor prescribed medicine or, or, or exercise or your doctor sends you to that gym and they're like hey I want you to go there and work with those people and and get fit versus I know like in the past you know doctors might have just given general advice it's like you should go for a walk now they're going to be like no no no. we're gonna yeah we're gonna build this into your plan and then people have an attitude to the doctor because they said you gotta lose weight yeah but you know they have to tell you that they have to tell you what is they see is best for your health yeah well it's 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 tough for people to hear yeah. things you know and it, at least it is coming from a doctor so i think even though people might fight with them people are more willing to take that advice from you know someone who has those credentials than maybe their family it's amazing the percentage that is considered overweight i believe 24.9 percent of for bmi is considered overweight for a woman mm-hmm. and i'm just over Mm-hmm. I'm just over that part. Yeah, you're you're itty bitty. And I'm not that big. No. I mean, I'm I've got extra weight on me. I definitely do. Mm. This is the heaviest I've ever been in my life. Well, hey, I mean, everyone put on a little bit of extra during during the pandemic. Yeah, I just I I just, but I'm frustrated. But mm-hmm, but what? Well, hey, if, if you're frustrated, this could be a whole I, whole conversation on the podcast. Um, there's, there's, I know a place, mm-hmm. I know a place that can help. Yeah. And you see the thing you is, know any good coaches yeah, yeah. See, I know a guy. That can help me. Do you I, know I, a guy? Yeah, I know a guy. <laughs> know a guy. His, his name is Murph. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm gonna make you Murph's problem. <laughs> uh, now that you have this new position, you are no longer being mandated to stay at work, yeah. and you're no longer technically required to stay super late and barbell club just happens to be on monday wednesday friday yeah. at 6 30 p.m and uh you have a weightlifting meet on the calendar so maybe the maybe i can hold myself accountable if i say on air that i will do monday and wednesday because friday i have my group but ah. maybe i could commit to two times a week for barbell club. I just, I just feel like starting tomorrow, starting tomorrow. Yep. Oh my God. Monday. I, I'm, I need help to, I feel like I don't belong. I feel so awkward. Mm-hmm. I just feel like, well, let's I, not, let's... I feel like I'm invading the other people's you know zone yeah. and space well, let's, that let's, are working out let's dive into this this is 
we're gonna un 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 we're gonna peel this onion. So first, the the deal we made quite some time ago that you would get to come on the show was that you would come on the show when you've registered for your next weightlifting. Did you do meet. that for me yet? <laughs> I have not done it for you yet, but I'm going to. I'm going to. And but the, the thing that happened was, of course, there's the pandemic. So obviously we couldn't get into those meets. And then I thought, well, hey, maybe one of those online qualifiers. And you know, you just weren't able to do Christmas and kilos back in December. But now we're going to be hosting a little private in-club competition that's sanctioned at the end of March. And you've agreed to do that. And this is I I, I like two days a week. I think Monday, Wednesday is cool. And then maybe a, a Friday here and there. But uh, I think this is a good start. So that's number one. So that's the, the deal has been accomplished. So for okay. anyone who knows about that, uh, that's where a, a lot of this is coming from. Two, you know, Barbell Club's uh, a chill group. Every, everyone's friends. Everyone knows you, you know? And I think, well, I think that with what- everyone knows each other. Some I, people know me kind of. Well, you see the- They're all friendly. It's Yeah, it's everyone's not, friendly. And, and you know, but you know how you break through that barrier? You got to be friendly and then talk to people, you know, and, and I know it's tough because you're, you know, you're obviously a, uh, uh, not a bit, you're quite the introvert, you know, yeah, I so, really am. but you've, in the time that I've known you, you've come out of your shell quite a bit because back in 2011, there would have been no way that you would have been throwing on my singlet and hopping on stage and doing uh, a weightlifting meet. But you did your first weightlifting meet in 2016 mm -hmm. in Elmira. So I, I think we've made improvements. And obviously, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. So I think the next step is just to keep coming in and getting the repetition. Because when you were going to uh, Southern Tier CrossFit, you had a good, a good run there. Yeah, I didn't feel like I was doing good, but... I really was trimming down and getting in shape. And some days I would feel like I'd be really scared to go in and do the workout. And then I would do it and I would feel good. That's part of my thing. I get so scared to do the CrossFit workouts because mm -hmm. I really struggle with like running. I hear running. I'm like, oh God, I hear anything like doing jumping stuff. I am like, oh God, and burpees. Anything that's going to well, take the wind out of me. All, <laughs> all three of those things that you said are outlawed in Barbell Club. It, it, what you're going to find in Barbell <laughs> Club is your old friend, the Snatch. So yeah. which which we have a much better relationship with now and, and clean and jerks. So I think and maybe, you know, you claim a spot in the back of the room. Yeah. You know, where that's you're not going to be I front do. and center. I go in a far corner. So all right. In, as far as the back of the room, uh, Bella is all the way to the right. So that's mm -hmm. Bella's spot. In the middle back, that's Kat's spot. Mm -hmm. And then on the left-hand back, that's normally where Donnie goes. Mm -hmm. I'll gift you Donnie's spot. I'll kick him out. No. Now I, I'm, I'm going to move him up. I'm move no. up. I think, I think this will be good for Donnie. How in the double? You have your, your there, There's a CrossFit the class. Oh, there's a CrossFit class How about in I go like in the parking down lot? in the like, aerobics area? <laughs> no, no, no. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. I'm gonna we're gonna shuffle some some things around. It'll be no, good for see, everybody. Now I'm really gonna feel bad. I don't want to displace anyone. You're not gonna displace anyone. He's new. He's new. You're OG. He's gonna hear this. He doesn't listen to the show, but I'll tell him about it anyways. How is he gonna take it? He's gonna think it's funny. Okay. Yeah, it'll be okay. So 
you have your second weightlifting meet coming up at the end of the month mm-hmm. and you're going to start training again starting actually well it's tomorrow because it's sunday yeah but this episode is airing on monday so later today when people are listening to this you'll be you know doing some snatches and clean okay. jerks again no burpees no so running no jump rope what's the what's it called what do you call your the the thing what's the thing the the workout the not the workout program yeah or for the for tomorrow oh we're gonna snatch we're gonna do cleans and we're gonna back squat like what's the like repetitions and stuff we're gonna go heavy Hmm. i want but now the thing is the thing is is you don't have to go heavy you can just come in and practice technique because we gotta shake a little rust off i already know i'm not going heavy well hey heavy is relative to the person that's right mm-hmm, that's relative right. to the person now at your first weightlifting meet mm-hmm. which was done at jim's gym yeah. shout out to jim wheaton jim yes. storch and everybody out there in elmira shout out yep. and to his wife yep and, and and to mary storch and everyone out there we've been to that gym a ton of times mm-hmm. right yeah chili it's in a, a well yeah, actually it was a the, grocery store the the window painted black Yep. So no sun gets in. Yep. Yep. So it was just <laughs> ice, ice cold in there for all of those, those meats. Although they did have a you dry know, sun. I guess it's probably good for their, you know, when they're working out to have it on the cooler side and not have the sun blazing in at you. Definitely. I could definitely imagine. And yes, the dry sauna was very comforting and warm. So you did your first meet. You snatched 22 kilos, mm-hmm. about 48 pounds. Okay. And you clean and jerked 34 kilos, 75 pounds. Okay. So that those so are. So I your... actually made lifts. You did. Wow. You, did. you you made I believe two snatches. See, I just remember the bad. I just remember the lift that I didn't make. <laughs> I have so, no so recollection the, of actually the one that ultimately doesn't doesn't matter. <laughs> so those are your Sorry, those are life. your career competition best. Woo, woo. I think by the end of the month, we was shaking off a little bit of rust, getting back into training. I think we're going to surpass that. I have full confidence in that. Sure. That's uh, that's going to so happen. So what are the numbers again? You did a 22 kilo 22 snatch. 22 and 34. Yep. And 34 okay. for a total of 56 kilos. Wow. Uh, here's my prediction on the show. What's your prediction? You're going to total 60 kilos plus. Okay. What's mm-hmm. that's like 120 something pounds or 130. Yeah. No. Well, yeah. It's close between there. Yeah, it's close. So that that's what I think, I think what's going to happen. That's my prediction. We'll, uh, we'll have to confirm and we'll do a recap. And I don't have that much time to prepare for this. Do I? Nope. Nope. But you were preparing all throughout the summer and the fall. Then we just had a little bit of time off, you know, uh, when, when the gym started to pick up again. Now, mm-hmm. which that was a nice time, right? Remember when, when we would just go to the yeah, gym that was and fun. it was like, uh, it was like our private Albany CrossFit yes. private gym. I felt a little bit spoiled. I felt special and spoiled yep. for a brief, for a brief period <laughs> until, until the business had to open back up again. I, I guess, I guess you guys can use it. <laughs> I'm so bad. So, but yeah, that was, that was nice being able to spend that time with you and we'd go and have our own private gym uh, but now with the Elmira meet I had probably nagged you for
for years to do a meet. Yeah. What finally got you to say, okay, I'm going to do one. This is back then. I don't know. I, I guess I just thought I'd try it. And I think I'd been a little bit consistent mm-hmm. with doing the lifts and I was feeling a little bit more comfortable with doing it. So I, and plus after going to the meets, I thought maybe it'll be like more fun and like something to do while I'm there, especially if I'm going anyway. I know you've, you've been to just as many weightlifting meets as I've been to. And you've sat. Oh, I'm pretty sure you've been to more recently. <laughs> well, oh yeah, recently. But like, like you've sat through just hours yeah. and hours and hours of competition. It's a long day. It's like twelve, like a twelve-hour day. I know. Because you you usually have us there for the very first weigh-in. Yeah. Well, I mean, we got people lifting at yes. the very first weigh-in. We got so. people in every category. I keep trying to get everybody to go weight class. That way we'll be. In, <laughs> that way we'll be in the second section. <laughs> So whenever I'm getting on people about weight, it's because I'm trying to get us, you know, at the meet later. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's not why. Although that is a reason that just popped in my head. That'd be pretty funny <laughs> if, if that was my actual motivation. Uh, so 2016, you did that first meet. Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of kept you from wanting to pursue it again and do another one? Like, did, did you not enjoy the experience where you're like, that was the worst thing I've done? Yeah, I felt a little like just mortification or like wearing the singlet and I was worried about how the singlet was pinching in on my thighs. And Mm -hmm. like when I looked back on the videos, I didn't look as bad as I thought I looked. And I was like, why, why was I so, you know, concerned? And now it's going to be even worse, but yeah, you're wearing my singlet and, um, (sighs) I, and you know, now they have the singlet technology has improved quite a bit. Yeah. Now they have like ladies cut singlets that like, let do the legs better justice and, and are more form fitting. So maybe after this Albany CrossFit private meet, you know, we get you in a couple more, maybe we get you like you actually have a singlet. I would like to be more consistent with the weightlifting. I have to be careful with my knee and I recently jammed my thumb, so I don't, but it's, it's a little sore, but it moves. Okay. So hopefully won't, that won't be an issue. It might be tender. So Mm -hmm. hopefully it won't be too much of an issue. Now being someone who's a pretty hardcore introvert, Mm -hmm. but yet you've done Spartan races, you've endured all the things at Albany CrossFit. You rode a half marathon. You were the last one to finish Mm -hmm. that. So people were, were watching you and all that stuff but also really like a weightlifting meet, putting on a singlet and going out on stage in front of a lot of people. What's your advice to someone who may be a little intimidated uh, from doing that? My advice for someone intimidated to put themselves out there, like at the gym. Or just like maybe doing a weightlifting meet. To doing a weightlifting meet. It's, it's a little hard to say what my advice is on that. I think, uh, well, I mean, headphones do like your little introvert things that help you cope, coping mm-hmm. skills. Like if you want to do it, I say do it. And if someone's encouraging you to do it, I mean, what's the harm? Do it and like 
I think have a little bit of a sense of humor about yourself, not take yourself too serious. And if you have to just laugh at yourself a little bit, it's okay. Like a little bit of self-deprecating humor is kind of okay. Like the other day I was squeezing in to get to a bench at a table and I pushed the table out with my belly. (laughs) I said, I I pushed the table with my belly. I was like my power belly. How how (laughs) tight was this table to the chair? Well, there was like a heater and the table and I was trying to get in and I was crawling over the heater and I just pushed the table out a little with my stomach. (laughs) Well, yeah, it can be difficult for people, especially that first meet you know especially with the you know the the terror of putting on a singlet for the first time or being in front of other people and you're not confident in the lifts but I think that's good advice that you're giving and I especially like the thing about the headphones you know because that way you can kind of tune out and and not have such a sensory overload yeah if you have to go in your own world a little bit do what you have to do to get through it until you get comfortable and there's so many friendly people there that you know they're a lot of the people look kind of intimidating, but they're probably like the most just down to earth people. I mean, I imagine people that spend majority of their time in the gym are probably really down to earth. Yeah. <laughs> probably not that upsie topsy. I don't know. You well, know? I, I, I think if, um, you know, you put on the headphones and really you don't need to hear anything uh, if you're there with a coach, yeah, because your coach will be like, hey, time to go. And you take put the headphones down. But then like just observe too, like watch the other sessions. Yeah. Cause then what you're gonna see is like maybe you see those people that are intimidating. Mm-hmm. You're gonna see them make mistakes. Yeah. You're gonna True. see them miss lifts yeah. and be like, oh, I, I do that too. You know, like we all miss lifts. Yeah, we all have bad days. We're all still trying to get better yeah. at this really difficult thing. Like I've seen some people that looked very experienced go through and like miss all their lifts. Yeah. And it's like and they move on, you yeah. know, they're okay. It's not the end of the world. And and you might see someone like maybe see like a really big guy or like a, a really fit looking lady. And you're like, man, they're going to, they're so much better than I am doing all this stuff. And then you talk to them and they're like, this is my first one. And I'm scared. You yeah. know, like, like everyone, everyone's scared. Yeah. And a lot of the people that don't even look the strongest, they're the ones that end up lifting the heaviest. I'm like, they're not even like that brolic looking like there. It's like the muscles are a little camouflaged yeah their strength is a little camouflaged weightlifters are known to be a little fluffy here and there mm-hmm. you know the fluff kind of hides the the, the the muscle yeah but i think it's important to have an understanding that like everybody's in the same boat and and i heard the other day i was listening to an interview when they were talking about mike tyson mm-hmm. about how he would be scared before fights mm-hmm. this is like yeah. the scariest man in the world at the well, height of well, his competition and he's afraid yeah and he's uh and, and he's nervous well and i what i've experienced with stuff that i've been really nervous is that you can really use that nervous energy is to like let your not i don't think it's necessarily the best thing to totally calm yourself you don't want to be so so calm I think it's good to like let yourself have some of that nervous energy to like not like express it necessarily but let it be inside of you and use it in the lift yeah no, so I, I, I think if you're nervous that's actually like a good thing to a certain extent because like that energy that's your adrenaline and you can use that I mean they say people can lift like a car with their 
you know, when their adrenaline's yeah. kicked in. Or snatch 25 kilos. Here yeah. we go. Here we go. <laughs> Maybe I can do it. <laughs> yeah, I think you I think you will. I no, I I agree. You know, um the I've bombed out before and I I think that was probably one meet where like I I didn't feel any nerves at all. Mm-hmm. But then it's like I feel like when you don't have nerves, you kind of get a little careless. Yeah. You know, like I made some mistakes that like I shouldn't have made and I yeah. made some decisions I shouldn't have made, but it's just because I I just wasn't being serious about it, yeah. you know. But yeah. then other ones like at the AWF mm-hmm. uh, uh grand open um down there in New Orleans, that one, you know, I was I was pretty nervous for that one. Is that pretty Vegas? Tired. No, uh, this is the oh, last okay. one in New Orleans. But there, we did do one in Vegas. Yeah. Look at that. So with weightlifting, we've been able to travel the whole country. Yeah. Well, not the whole country, but we've been in New Orleans. We've been to LA out in California. Yeah. Yeah. We've been to Las Vegas. Those are places I, I can honestly say I never, yeah. like right now in my life, up to this point, had it not been for weightlifting meets, I would not have gotten on a plane and gone to California. Yeah. There would have been You've no reason. A lot of traveling because of weightlifting. Yeah. And coaching. Those those have been some some fun times. What was your favorite place that we've been to? California, for sure. California. Yeah, it was fun going to the the fun uh, museum thing. Ripley's, believe it. Or yeah, not. it was fun. That was like fun. That. And walking on the beach, and we got to see the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, and the weather, just like the wind and the sun. And at the meet, there was like a little gin and like a little liquor bar or something little liquor was there place right next door and i got to have a shot <laughs> if it figures you found the alcohol yeah, a, uh, next door at, at, at the meet yes figures that would be my favorite place that there was a meet <laughs> I, I would say my favorite one was las vegas yeah vegas I, was because we got fun. to go on that roller coaster oh yeah that, that went fun. in and out of the building i was scared i was freaking out a little bit you were before we got on it but i liked it, it was fun yep. you we were in line in the middle of the line and you're like we gotta go we gotta get <laughs> out of here and i'm like we are not so it's like you know you know like when couples like argue through their teeth and i'm like we are not going anywhere we are staying in this line and whatnot because we'd have to like we'd have to do that thing because the line was so tightly packed we'd have to like excuse me nope sorry yep excuse me and we'd have to do that for like a hundred feet to get out of this place Oh man, that would have been a nightmare. I'm glad we endured and went through the roller coaster. Yeah. And we got nice steaks there. That was, I just, that was a, gr- a great, so look at all the nice things weightlifting has, has brought, all kinds of fun experiences. Remember at the uh, Attitude Nation seminar in Connecticut when mm-hmm. we went through the yeah. haunted maze with John? Yeah, that was fun. That was a lot of, that, that was, was a lot of fun. You know, I, we've been through some of those again after that. And they haven't topped that one like no. that maze that haunted maze they did it just seemed like the quality was so much higher well yeah and it was also fun that john was so like freaked out and scared and i think someone <laughs> yeah. must have told the actors john's name because the chainsaw guy was really like john yeah john north and yeah like, that was that was awesome that, so if, for, <laughs> for anyone listening this is a funny story john sorry but uh uh, uh before when we were in line he was doing oh, the yeah. same thing that you were doing for the uh the roller yeah. coaster he's like guys i'll just wait out here I'll, yeah. i'm not going in <laughs> and then we fought we finally got you know all got in there and you know he was freaking out and he was running and then one of the guys must must have radioed ahead and for the entire maze the entire time we're in there they were looking for him yeah they were they were looking and plus 
he's a he's big he's yeah. a big guy yeah. so he was very easy for the guy easy in the mask to find and that was uh that was uh, another fun memorable yeah. experience it's funny oh man well in since we're kind of on the topic talking about john mm-hmm. you know you read the manuscript for his book yeah. many times over yeah. and uh you read the manuscript for other books what's uh what are your thoughts on just the kind of the process of writing a book and and uh, like have you learned anything from reading all these manuscripts does it give you a deeper appreciation for weightlifting yeah it really does especially the way john talks about it you know kind of filling another need replacing feeling like addictive behaviors with something healthy mm-hmm. so yeah i mean and yeah it really, I think his story is pretty inspiring. Yeah. And weightlifting can be addicting. Yeah. In a, in a good way. What, what's it like living with someone who is addicted to weightlifting and obsessed with weightlifting? Um, it's a struggle sometimes, especially when he's also writing books for like a long, the majority of your relationship and he's busy having to write and reread things and going through these processes and I have to be really patient like when I'm not getting as much attention as as I'm wanting sometimes and I have to say in the beginning when he was doing John Norris book I was I was definitely supportive and I knew he could do it but a lot of times I think I was trying to get his attention I you know was being a little bit distracting and he just like I he would just he's got laser focus though he would barely give in to me even <laughs> though I was ca- causing some stress <laughs> so wait so what you're telling me is that you were jealous yeah ah yes. goes back to that question that's one of those things where I get a little jealous well it's I, I when you're spending time like having to spend that much time writing and stuff it's just uh you're chained to a computer it's just endless just words upon words letters upon letters pages on pages and actually you're you're kind of right for the majority of our relationship I, I've been working on these these books because yeah. I started John's book in 2012 yeah so really since two and we started dating in fall 2011 yeah. right October 2011 so it literally is like our entire relationship yeah we had one year of one year of no books yeah and then after that it just kind of fell into my lap and then another one and then another one and another yeah, one and you still have another one yep to oh, go. Gosh, yep still still have more to go and i'm sure you'll find another project after that no no, do you, no. i'll be free do you think i'll be free no I'll i bri- don't think you'll let yourself be free no i think you'll always have something that you want to do i have a vision of being free though i think your vision of being free is does includes like something other than really talking a lot to me (laughs) (laughs) just zoning out and watching youtube videos (laughs) now with traveling around the country being at weightlifting meets being at seminars because you've been to some of john's seminars too uh all the albany crossfit things what what are some of the most amazing things that you've seen like you've been in the room you've been you're you're someone who can claim that you have been less than 10 feet away from someone who has snatched 400 pounds yeah in new orleans we we saw pat mendez snatch 400 pounds yeah so like not many people have seen that in yeah. person something it's so like 
so that like that and other things what uh what's been what is some of the highlights for you um incredible things that you've seen i mean that's pretty incredible seeing someone snatch that much weight because you see another person lift the weight you see one person lift the weight and it looks so heavy and then you're like how is anyone gonna lift that weight like how's anyone gonna top that that look they it just looks so heavy and the next person comes up and they do it and they make it look like not that heavy I'm like that's I mean it kind of just I don't know it shows you something (laughs) yeah just shows you the different skill levels right yeah skill strength just shows you you know I don't know just shows you that like just because one person can't do it doesn't mean another one can't Mm -hmm. so is so is that so is 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 that what you're saying is the the most impressive thing that you've seen I I guess I I think most impressive thing I've seen is I mean the women really I really enjoy seeing the girls and weightlifting they're Mm -hmm. really the most impressive to me I think I don't know I I really I I know I don't I think part of the reason why I get so nervous is I'm intimidated by other girls Mm -hmm. and I kind of just look up to them a lot sometimes and I like I just think they're such beautiful people and when I see them like you know doing their weightlifting stuff and looking confident and you know I just I don't know that's that's what I like yeah. I like seeing the the ladies the guys are cool too but you know they're just the guys they're just they're the guys of course they're like whatever it's yeah so strong and stuff there was this one couple though the one girl she was she was quite petite but she looked very muscular and she was lifting pretty heavy she had all this hair too she was like so like trimmed down that she didn't have to worry about cutting her hair to make weight <laughs> like i was like that is like that was kind of impressive i have no, I have no idea who <laughs> she, you're talking about she, I there was a couple. a couple. Maybe if you saw them, you would know mm. what I was talking about. At what meet? I think six oh seven. I think really? Elmira. In Elmira is a couple. Definitely Elmira. Oh, did she have like the the trim side of the hair? Maybe, maybe trimmed on the side, but she had quite a bit of hair, I think. Okay, uh, actually, I I I don't know if they were. I don't. I don't, heavy hair is really I don't know if they were a couple. I think I know who you're talking about. They looked like a couple to me. Yeah. No, I it know. It looks like they're about. together somehow. Okay. Maybe he was her or coach. The way, very possibly. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, I've got another guest question here. You ready for this one? Who's this one from? So this one's from Frank. Okay. This one's from Frank. It's right? a relationship. Are, question? are you ready? Hey, it is. How did you know that? Because I am a smart uh guesstimator did, did frank <laughs> did frank give you the question before the interview are no, you getting fed no, questions I was not ahead of time no uh all right the question is is there a difference in how i am at home versus how i am at the gym yes really well i mean i obviously i see a side to you other people are not gonna see they okay see, they see you're more pro- professional side mm-hmm. more of your serious side you're you're happy you know you're happy to see them professional side and your coach side but I see 
all your sides. I see your frustration. I feel, I see when you're, if you're hurt about something, when you, when you're showing that you're tired, you know, mm -hmm. and I just have to look at you and kind of know what's going on. Cause you, you have kind of a stoic demeanor. You don't necessarily like share your, your feelings and emotions, but I can tell by looking at you. Mm -hmm a little bit of what's going on. So I need to work on my harder to read skills. Yeah. All right. But you're, you're, I think your color, like your facial color kind of like gives you away. Really? <laughs> yeah. You might get a little red. Or Stop something. looking at me. No. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm the same person. Well, I think I you're am. much softer towards me in mm -hmm. a way. You, you let me get away with more than what most people probably get away with. Yeah. With you. Yeah. Well, I'd say, I think it's like, I like, I feel like I'm the same person. And your mischievous side comes out more with me. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I feel like I'm the same person regardless, but it's like, of, of course, playful. like, like with like, with people out in the world, like, like, oh, you don't need my tender side, but that's for you. Yeah. Yeah. But all right. All right. We'll just wait till you're in class. But I also get your mischievous side. Yeah, maybe I'm, maybe I'm mischievous in class too maybe but it's more like maybe we're discreet. supposed to be going for 30 seconds on practice burpees but i look at the timer and i let it go to 35 yeah yeah you're probably but it's like more discreet yeah i guess so <laughs> all right so to answer to answer the question there is a difference yeah of course but it's just on the sides it's on the cards i don't know the cards yeah like i'm gonna show these people these cards oh yeah and these people that and you this cards but like, like you, you get but to you see all the cards. You are good at hiding a card. You sure are good. Mm -hmm. Like if I, if you really don't want me to know about something, I won't know until you're ready for me to know it. Really? Yeah. Remember when you hid, what'd you do? You had, oh, you, yeah. oh yeah, I hid the chocolate. You found it and you waited <laughs> until I went to go That's right. back to find it. So here to find out you found it. So here, all right. So here's here's what happened. There were there were um, peanut butter cups in the apartment, and they're from Trader Joe's, so they weren't that good. Ah, sorry, Trader Joe's people, they weren't that good. But they were there. There were still peanut butter cups in the house. And why did you hide them from me? I must have been mad at you. Okay. All right. So nothing new <laughs> there. Something. Nothing new. Yep. So Joanna's mad at me, so she hides the peanut butter cups. She goes into the bedroom with the peanut butter cups and leaves without them. So obviously I know that there's very few places in this apartment where these could be. So, and then you went to go sit in your car, right? Or, oh. or something like that. I think you yeah. went to go sit in your car to be away from me. Mm -hmm. and, and that's when I let my battery die. Yep. I had to get it jumped the next so day. The, the second that door closed, I sprung up. I was up out of, out of the couch. <laughs> And I was in there and I found it immediately. I'm like, I'm like, all right, if I'm Joanna, where am I going to hide these peanut butter cups? I would bet everything I have that they're in the closet. And then I go in the closet and I'm like, I would bet double everything I have. They're right here. There they are. And I found it immediately. And then I moved them into my office behind the door. Oh yeah. Yep. And then, and then I was, I think it was a day later, right? Yeah. The next day. Yep. So like the next day, of I course, we're not, we're not fighting anymore. <laughs> and I, you decide you're going to have some peanut butter. Oh cups. yeah. I wanted some <laughs> yep, chocolate. Like, I want some chocolate, <laughs> I right? Gonna, it's, it's the end I was going to sneak myself a piece of chocolate. 
Yeah. And so you went in and meanwhile, I'm sitting on the couch and I'm like, here we go. And you went in there and you closed the door like you weren't going in there for peanut butter cups, but I knew. And then you came out and you were like a mix of mad, laughing, disbelief. And I'm like, I, I don't, I can't, can I help you? Like, I have no idea what, what what's your problem and whatnot. What was going through your mind when you- I was just like, he got me. I was like, I couldn't even be mad. I All I could do is just like, I was in shock. I thought I had such a good hiding spot. Nope. <laughs> I thought I was being so sneaky and then I couldn't find them. You, but you had to, you, but you did show me where they were. I couldn't find them. I did. I did. <sighs> See, it would have been a rookie move when you came back or the next day, or it would have been an extremely rookie mood to ruin the surprise the day of, like yeah. when you came back to be like, guess what? I found them and you won't find them. That would have been lame. Can't do that. Then when you wanted chocolate and I hear you exclaim to yourself in the kitchen, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get some chocolate. It would have been a rookie mood to say like, oh, no, you won't. whatnot. You see, in, in, in war, you have to be tactical. You have to, you know, like be calculated. You have to be thinking several steps ahead. So literally go back to the fight. When you left the apartment, as I'm springing up out of the chair and I, I do a little hop and click my heels together in the air. I'm like, here we go. I knew thinking several steps ahead that this isn't going to be a today thing. This is a several days thing. And I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll lie and wait and I'll be patient. So you are very patient. Yep. Yep. I'll be patient. I think you probably have more patience than I have. And people think I have a lot of patience. I, I, I maybe, I don't know. You have a lot of patience. Yeah. I don't know where I go. I mean, from. you hung in there with me at the beginning and I, I was like, uh, like a rabid squirrel. You're trying to like wrangle and I'm just like all over the place. Everyone, everyone <laughs> thinks I'm the bad guy and, and you're, you're the angel. I, Cause I have an angelic face. <laughs> <laughs> you, you do. All right. Well, Joanna, this has been fun having Thanks. you on the Thank show. Thank you episode number 100 we've covered quite a bit of ground uh any closing thoughts or words that you want to get out there to the people listening well i want to say thank you to my family <laughs> a shout out to my mom and my grandma and my dad and carla and joey and layla and najla and tom and a shout out to james who's right here yeah and if I'm forgetting anyone, I love you all. <laughs> Hopefully everybody's not fighting anymore. Well, yeah, I think we're, we're, I think we're starting. Well, you know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We, we don't want to depress the podcast <laughs> yes. now. All right. So, uh, so uh, a thank you and a shout out to all the fam. Yeah. And thank you, James, for hanging up the pictures of the girls yeah. and my grandma for me. That's very kind of you. Nice surprise. Well, this has been fun. We'll have to get you on again in the future. Uh, I'm excited by this commitment to return to training. Yeah. Hold me accountable. Yep. Oh, we are. We are. You're going to, you're going to be back in the gym tomorrow and there's no, no excuses. Training starts at 630. 630. I might need you to text me to remind me. Oh, I will. I will. I will text I'll, you. I'll need a text at like six. No, no. I mean, I, I text almost everyone on the team pretty regularly. 
Are you have you eaten food? What's going on? So you'll be getting those texts now too. Uh, and I'm gonna put my coaching hat on and you're gonna get to see more of that side. I better pack my gym clothes. Yep, you better I'm probably gonna be coming straight from work. You better pack your gym clothes and your patience. My patience. Yep. Like which patience. No, no, no just pa- kidding. Patience. I know for, for, for I'm me. Just kidding. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And everybody, thank you so much for listening. Thank you.